Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. And my grandma, my mom's mom, lived with us since I was born, and she pretty much raised me. While my parents worked, my grandma uh, took me to school, took me to piano lessons, took me to my dance lessons. She would wait for me. She, she was with me all the time. My grandma and I were inseparable and then one day um, my teacher came up to me in school and said you need to go home when I got to my building I opened the door there are people walking in and walking out and the mirrors my mom put like a fabric over them like a black piece of fabric In Russian Orthodox Christianity, um, the spirit of the body roams earth for nine days so it can um, say bye to the loved ones. And, and um, if you don't want that spirit to suffer or to, to get confused, you have to close all the mirrors in the house so they don't see their reflection. And uh, when I walked in and I saw that, I knew what happened. I didn't feel like I, I had time to say bye or to to even just talk to her. No one was ready for it and no one expected it. Ukraine, when a person dies, while you do all the arrangements, the body has to be in the house where that person lived. And they put her in the room that we used to sleep in. They usually create some sort of like structure where underneath the body there should be a space. My parents took one of the doors off of the hinges and the headboard and the the footboard of the bed were the same height. So they leveled, they put the the, the door on the on the board and I didn't I didn't walk into that room when my grandma was laying there already on the door I was afraid I was afraid to walk into that room because it wasn't my grandma anymore it was a dead person there she didn't look normal her hair was mostly gray, but when she passed away, she was white, completely white. Her face was different. Her eyes were a lot more synced in. That person resembled my grandma a lot, but she didn't look anything like her. And then, and then some lady came in and did her makeup. The way she never does her makeup, you know? 
they do the whole procession. The coffin is outside in the yard and people come up, say something like say goodbye and kiss her on the forehead. I would come up and look and I wouldn't kiss her. She, she scared me because it wasn't my grandma anymore. That scared me. I, I didn't touch her. I didn't cry. I didn't get emotional. I didn't, I didn't show any signs of anything. Until we finally came back after everything and I think that's when it hit me. She wasn't there anymore. My mom said that even though I was really, really young, I cried like a grown woman, like the, the sounds that I was making. She has never heard me make them before or after for that matter. Because we spent all the time together, my grandma slept with me a lot. I couldn't sleep in, in that room, obviously. My parents let me sleep with them. And uh, if the door is open to my parents' bedroom, you could see the hallway. And as I woke up in the middle of the night, I could see the silhouette of my grandma, I could see her her, her hair, I could see her face, I could see her shoulders, her upper body, her arms, everything. And from the waist down, it was just like, it was fuzzy. There was no, there was, there was no definition of her body at all. And um, she wasn't wearing what we uh, buried her in. It had buttons and it was pink and like light checkered. It was her favorite. And um, you know how every person has their way of moving it was her way of moving like the, the tilt of the head the turn of the head she moved just like the same way and uh, she was looking into our direction where we were but she wasn't looking straight at us there was no eye contact she looked where we were sleeping and she kind of stood there and then she walked over to the door in the room that we slept in. She didn't turn the handle or open the door. She just kind of leaned in through the closed door. So you could you could see her body go through a closed door and you could see just the, the lower part of like the fuzzy part of her of her silhouette. And she stood there for like a few seconds and then she came out. like looked back at us and then she was gone when I opened my eyes and I saw my, my grandma's um, silhouette I just stared at her I stayed there and I watched her watching us it was scary like the thought of it, that's why I think I didn't move and I was a bit shocked, but it wasn't just anybody. It was my grandma, so that, like that made it okay in a way.
I started crying and, and then my dad said, are you awake? I'm like, yeah, did you see that? And he said, yes, he did. And then, you know, of course we walked my mom up. And my mom said she came to say bye to you. Cause, um, sorry. We were so close that she wanted to, sorry. She was there, she was very much there. She came back. Hey there, this is Remso W. Martinez, host of The Witching Hour on YouTube at Fairfax Public Access, and you're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter. Enjoy. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, October 10th, 2022, episode 280. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, always glad to be back in the hot seat. And it is fall. We are all waiting for Halloween. Can't wait. And the weather is not too bad. It gets down to the 60s over here at night. The other day, it was about 35 degrees during the day. That was pretty cold, but yeah, it's been uh, right around 60, 70, right around there. And as far as announcements are concerned, uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, there will not be a new episode of Aaron's Horror Show. And Wednesday, there will be a new episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. And of course, Friday, two new entertaining short films and a new Hoodoo Lounge Radio. So, don't miss those. As far as that, that's it. Yeah, everything's been nice and calm over here. Uh, just enjoying the uh, the leaves are starting to change over here and just biding my time for Halloween and yeah short and sweet and we're gonna do listener stories for today so let's get the show on the road and you guys know what that means oh yeah man come on say it with me say it with me that's right to the story then follow me right this way no pushing no shoving and the fires are blazing nice and toasty in here and you guys know what to do. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor, and as you guys are doing that, I'm gonna get behind my desk here as usual, get comfy, and I print it off Brett's packet. Let's see what she uh, she has for us today. Hmm, okay. All right, we got a, a medium one, a short one, and a long one, okay. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Oh man, so good when it hits the lips. Alright, the first one. This one is by Geta, and it's titled Easter Sunday. Okay, Geta, let's see what you got, man. First, a bit of background. My house is haunted by my landlady's late husband, Bill. This has been confirmed by a well-known paranormal investigator whom we asked to investigate. 
because when I first moved into the apartment, I had been experiencing some strange activity. Bill had died from a brain tumor about three years before I moved in. He had started behaving strangely before his diagnosis, doing things that were not logical or normal. He had been a brilliant man, a teacher and writer. He had also been a gifted woodworker. One of the strange phenomena that I had first experienced involved a bench he had made. Every time I touched it, it felt warm. There were, and still are, many physical manifestations, things disappearing and then reappearing when I knew I had already looked in that place. Dishes clattering in the sink, the occasional catching something out of the corner of my eye. Let's just say that Bill is a trickster. On this holy Saturday evening, I had thrown my change on the kitchen counter when I emptied my pants pockets. In the morning, the nearly dollar's worth of change was neatly stacked. My landlady was sitting outside enjoying the sun. I stepped out on my balcony and told her what Bill had done. That is when she told me about the Easter Sunday, sometime before Bill's tumor diagnosis, when he had stolen the Easter eggs that were hidden for the family's kids because the eggs contained money. I went back into my apartment, and to my astonishment, the coins were again scattered. I think that by stacking the change, Bill just wanted us to know, I'm still here. And after I told his wife, he was satisfied. Thank you for reading. And that was from Geta. Geta, man, thank you very much for sharing. Great story. Yeah, I always like these uh, things where you're finding things being stacked uh, to me that's kind of creepy and interesting and uh, in this case uh, a bunch of change and then when you come back though they're scattered again and that's pretty neat but yeah it sounds like he's a trickster and you know he's not causing any problems he's just having some fun yeah I get it thank you again alright what's next what do we got Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. This one is by Zan, and it's titled, The Movie Spirit. Okay, Zan, let's see what you got, man. I've read many stories of people encountering supernatural things, or just something that can't be easily explained. For me, most of them look like stories about a house spirit. In Slavic mythology, there are special protective house spirits or demons called the Movi. They care about the house, family, and animals that belong to the family members. The Movi looks like a small old man, the size of a three-year-old child, often covered with fur. He can turn into a cat and sometimes likes to trick people by 
turning into a family member. Now, as for my own encounters, very often at nights I can hear someone with small feet running in the hallway. When I go to check for my daughter, thinking she went to the bathroom, I find her sleeping in her bed. Sometimes when I come home with my children at daytime and I am ready to open the door, I definitely hear someone little running from the living room to the hallway. Sometimes at night I can hear rustle sounds in dark corners of the house. Also, while reading or watching TV, with my peripheral vision I can see a gray cat sitting in the corner or walking by, but when I look, I see nothing. Once I was brushing my teeth at night in a brightly lit bathroom, I was looking at the mirror, so I was sure there was no one else in there. Suddenly, I felt someone rush across the bathroom towards the door. That thing was strong. I felt airflow and the floor shook when it moved. It almost pushed me so close it was. I jumped out of the bathroom to ask my husband about it. But he was reading his phone and saw nothing unusual. One evening I ate baked buns, I can boast they were delicious, and covered them with foil for the night. I woke up around 3 a.m. and heard like someone tried to open the foil. I was sure a rat or a squirrel somehow got into the house and crawled to the kitchen. I listened in the darkness for a while and turned on the light. The kitchen was empty. The foil was on, and not a trace of any animal at all. One time, I think the Demovi spirit saved our lives. At our dining room, we have cabinets with glass shelves and glass doors and lights inside. We mostly use the shelves to put things out of reach of children, so we never use the lights as they are mostly blocked with stuff. Besides, we always have enough light in the room. One night, a cat woke me up, and we don't have a cat or any other animal. I didn't see it, but it felt like a cat jumped on my side of the bed near my feet. It stood for a second and then began turning around and stomping like cats do before they are going to sleep. It kept turning around on my bed until I finally sat up to see what was going on. The stomping stopped. No cat. But I noticed a weird light from the living room. When I came out of the bedroom, I felt something was burning. Lights in the cabinets were on and one lamp got so hot that a corner of a small cardboard box on the top shelf started to burn. I threw it into the kitchen sink and I woke up my husband. We checked other stuff on the shelves, opened up windows, and thought what good luck it was that I woke up at the right moment. But I know who I have to say thank you to. And that was from Zan. Thank you very much for uh, sharing that. That's a great story. Yeah, as everyone here that is listening to this uh, we all know that most cultures if not all cultures we have you know some type of spirit that protects the home or you know demons or evil spirits that attacks us here in the states we normally call it a guardian angel so 
yeah, pretty cool. And yeah, you were lucky. Uh, pretty interesting how you woke up and yeah, and you didn't even turn on the lights. Like you said, you keep those lights off just because you got, you know, a lot of things on the top shelves. Yeah, thank you very much for sharing. Great story. All right. What's next? What do we got? Oh, just a quick uh, announcement, guys. Uh, just a friendly reminder to you new people. If you have a experience you want to send in, just send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. All right. Let's see. This is by Kindly, and it's titled, Old Angel Inn. Okay, Kindly. See what you got, man. In 2004, my wife and I were at the One Minute Film Festival in Toronto, Ontario, where we had a couple of video entries up for public adoration. While our videos gammered no awards, I was fortunate enough to win a draw and receive two tickets to the Shaw Festival Theatre in Niagara on Lake Ontario. My wife and I booked this for the following summer to see the play. As the time drew nearer, I had to select accommodations. Niagara-on-the-Lake has quite a few Victorian-era hotels that are quite extravagant and I am told are worth the money. Influenced by my Dutch heritage, however, I was looking for something a little less expensive. I stumbled upon the website for the Old Angel Inn. The rooms were much cheaper and they had a room available for the night I needed. There are only five available guest rooms in the Old Angel Inn. They are all on the second floor above the restaurant and bar. I didn't sample the bar, but the food is quite good. You are given a key to the room and one to the door downstairs. Because once the restaurant is closed for the night, you are on your own and the staff does not remain. We stayed in the colonial suite in the Irish fertility bed. I think that name might have something to do with the bed's incredibly small size. We went to bed around midnight. At around 2 a.m., I was awoken by a bang downstairs. I assumed that it was a late guest trying to check in. That is impossible at the end because if you are late, you are locked out and there is no staff available to accommodate you. The first bang was followed by another bang then more of them. It became louder and louder in rapid succession. There was then a very loud crash and the sound of the splittering of wood. This was followed by another series of bangs, but they started to fade in volume. And boom, 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 until the sound faded away completely. I was sure that something big had happened downstairs. Maybe people had broken in and were wrecking the place. I was not sure. I did have it in the corner of my mind that this may have been a ghostly occurrence. In either case, I was not going to investigate. My wife still seemed to be asleep, so I did not disturb her. In my case, I could not go back to sleep. My mind was full of questions and besides, the bed was so small that I was hanging on for fear of falling out anyway. Twenty minutes later, there it was again, a loud bang. 
the exact same sequence played out. The bangs, the spluttering of wood, and then the trailing off of the sounds were all repeated the same way they happened the first time. My wife said, did you hear that? I said, yes, and then asked if she heard the first time. She had heard it. I told her that maybe someone was locked out, but she wasn't buying it. We both then admitted that we thought it was due to some ghostly thing. I don't know when we fell asleep, but it was not long before morning came. I was still trying to rationalize things, so to test my person locked out theory, I went downstairs and let myself out. I pretended to be locked out and pounded on the door and shook the door in its frame. I then let myself in and shoved the door closed as hard as I could. I then stomped up the wooden stairs and entered my room where my wife was looking at me. She said, was all that noise you? I admitted that it was and asked her if that sounded like the sounds from the night before. She said no. The Old Angel Inn restaurant does not open for breakfast, so we walked to another establishment. When we returned, a woman was in the inn restaurant cleaning it. I asked her if she had found anything broken, to which she said no and asked me why. I told her about the noises and the splittering wood. She said nothing was broken and that she had only been working there a few months and heard enough tales about weird goings-on. She did not want to hear more. Later in the day, I learned from others about the sad tale of Captain Swayze. He was killed in the cellar by the invading Americans during the War of 1812. It is said that he still appears in ghostly form, usually in the washrooms which are in the cellar. The American soldiers broke into many places that day and routed the inhabitants of the homes and businesses before burning most of the buildings to the ground. A terrible snowstorm arose and scores of the inhabitants of Niagara on the lake froze to death that night. I wonder if the sounds my wife and I heard were a repeat of the soldiers breaking down the door all those years ago. Love the podcast. Oh, man. That was from Kindly. Kindly, thank you very much for sharing. Great story. Yeah, you know, we get a lot of these stories where you get repeat events. Uh, You know, it's like on, you know, it was recorded and it repeats. Sometimes not so often, you know, sometimes once a year on the date where the event happened. You know, you just never know sometimes. But yeah, it's uh, not unusual. And it could be. And according to the uh, the lady there in the morning, she said uh, she's only been there working for a few months, but she keeps on hearing other stories and she doesn't want to hear any more. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Yeah, thank you very much. Great story. And that's the last of the stories, guys. As always, we're flattered that you come over to the RPA Network. Thank you for visiting, and I hope, you know, you guys are being entertained by something or many things. And don't forget to get the uh, free RPA app. Just go to your app store and do a search for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, and download it for free. Fully functional. You can watch the videos through there as well. Can't wait for Halloween. And get your spook on this whole month. Have fun. And with that, I am calling it. 
The show's been produced by myself and Brady and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.